All right, here we go. Dr. Jenna Burton is joining us. It's Doc Talk time. It's Potaholics, and we're zooming it. I'm in the Rove downtown. Jenna is in Jamera. We're going to talk medicine. Jenna, hello. How's it going? <laughs> hey, James. You know what, though? Our backgrounds don't look too dissimilar today, so it's almost like I'm at the Rove. I know. It's, it's like we've just... You know what? Renewed all the way down our Wazzle Road yeah. into um, my husband's office. Yeah. No, this is, it's actually pretty good. And it's it's funny because I I, I thought we were meeting at the Rove. And, and of course, this is where we do podcasts. So I had <laughs> a number of, and then you said, hey, are, aren't we meeting? And I'm going, yeah. And, and Glenn's sitting beside me. I'm going, I, I guess Jenna's here somewhere. And then I, then the, the, you know, the other shoe dropped. I went, oh, Jenna's at home. That's what all those messages were about, and I just didn't put two and two together. Anyway, you know, here we are. I honestly thought you'd just forgotten about me. I'm, I'm yeah. here. I'm ready. I've got my microphone, my headphones on. I'm ready to go. No, yeah. James. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We're here, and we're doing this. Hey, you know what? We, 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 I'm going to forward promote our next podcast. Are we, I hope we can do it before you jet away for a, a few well-deserved weeks of holiday. And we're going to talk about hair loss, but we're not going to talk about that today. But I'm forward promoting this because hair loss is a fantastic story. I know you got the notes and that's good because I got the notes in front of me as well. I made notes. Yeah, I know. I I never make notes, James. I've got two pages of notes here. So keep those notes because we're going to talk about that in our next podcast. Yeah, there we go. But the reason I don't want to talk about that right now is I want to talk about the the time of year we're in and we're hitting into the winter season and people are starting to get the flu and people are starting to get colds and runny noses and, 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 and we're still in this COVID environment. Different parts of the world have different COVID things going on. We've got the, the new variant. I love it that they've, you know, they're strategically calling it something else. So it is still the vid, but you know, we're calling it the Ornicon now. And, but the, the big thing is, as people are starting to wear less masks, as we're getting closer together, as groups are coming back and kids are getting closer and social distancing is getting less, we're starting to get colds again and we're starting to get flu again. And it seems to me, Jenna, that people forgot what these things were because for a good year and a half, cold season and flu season was minuscule. Are are you noticing the same thing? Well, all these illnesses are seasonal, aren't they? So that's it. Number one, it's a season that these we're talking about seasonal illnesses. And it just so happens that we're coming into winter. So to the seasonal time when people do tend to get coughs and colds and flus. But yeah, I would agree from a subjective point of view, it does feel like everybody's getting everything together. Yeah. And I wonder whether it's because we have spent so much time apart. I don't know whether you've noticed, but here in the UAE, Although we are wearing masks, it's becoming quite normalized again to shake hands with people, yeah. give each other a hug. And I, like as a, as a human being, I'm quite glad to see people doing things that people are meant to do. Uh, as a medic, you know, you think, well, it does increase our risks. And now there's this new variant that you alluded to and the world's starting to go a bit crazy and a yeah. little bit concerned about it. So 
I don't know statistics on whether we've got more cold and flu this year. It'd be very hard to try and keep tabs on that because a lot of people don't report when they have colds. They don't always report when they have the flu to their doctor because we're brought up knowing what colds and flus are and we often tend to self-treat at home. But I would say, yeah, I have noticed it seems like everyone is sick. It yeah. literally feels like everybody is sick, whether that's from a personal perspective or people coming into the clinic. So it's the interesting one I'm finding is more and more people are getting sick and it's just with colds. It's common stuff. It's the stuff we used to always have. First thing they're doing is, is everyone, the alarm bells go off. I am in trouble. And I just, it's, it just, I find it weird that the common illnesses are not so common anymore and they seem to create terror in people and, and uncontrollable stress and people just don't know what to do. It's just, you know, get a cup of tea, stay at home, ride it out for a few days, go back to work. I would say that's true. People seem to be getting a bit more stressed, but also people are getting multiple things. I mean, just look at my very own household. It's been absolutely horrendous. You can probably hear in the background this craziness going on outside. But we had my daughter who made it to 10 months touch wood without getting sick 10 months. I mean, by That's this time, time I'd had two hospital admissions with one boy. They were sick every month. They had something new. 10 months we got to, she went from having hand, foot and mouth disease straight mm-hmm. into diarrhea, vomiting bug. At the same time, I had my mother-in-law, brother-in-law that were here. They had like coughs, colds. One of my other boys got the vomiting bug. And now my, like my husband's unwell with COVID. And it's just like, what a month this has been. Yeah. And I think... I've been, I told you, I've been told that I'm quite hard because I don't get stressed about these. It's like, look, I know they're viral. They're fine. We'll ride them out. Just make sure everyone's well hydrated. Let's try and eat well. Um, Whereas everyone does seem to be into a flurry of panic. I want to back up for a second because I think what you've just listed out is the real common thing to remember to do when we've got, you know, you start getting these bugs Bugs, we always get bugs. This is this happens all the time. Every time you get a bug, doesn't mean you have COVID. And I mean, your husband, different story. But when you get a bug, and then what do we do? And it seems that that I mean, it doesn't mean we can't get COVID, but there, there's other things. But when we get a bug, what do we do? And you just had the perfect list. And and I think people forget that you need to have a check sheet. You know, just put it beside. Okay, have have I had? How much water have I drank? Am I keeping hydrated? And I think people way overestimate how much water they drink, especially when they're sick, because I know when I'm not feeling well, last thing I'm doing is chugging back water. So hydration is that big one. So the list of things, hydration and more. What, what do we do? What do we got to do? Common illnesses. We, right. we need a reminder of how to live with common everyday illnesses, because now our minds are totally consumed with the, the, the vid what first of all the vid sounds like a sexually transmitted infection so i think we should maybe change that james okay yeah. also we need to have a little think what we're talking about when we talk about common illnesses we're talking about not too serious viral infections because we say virus doesn't mean a virus can't get very serious so what's the difference between bacterial and viral bacterial is something that we can treat with antibiotics it's usually localized, so it would tend to be one area of the lungs, one ear, down the throat, one eye, somewhere in your skin. 
viral tends to be sort of a generalized body thing. So you tend to be like, oh, I, I've got a bit of a snuffy no- stuffy nose, quite common, a bit of a sore throat. I feel really tired. My eyes are watery. You know, you can't really locate it to one particular place. And these do not tend to respond to antibiotics. Both can get serious. Um, bacteria don't really tend to go, go away on their own without antibiotics. So if you have a virus that tends to result in a bit of a stuffy nose, general aches and pains, not feeling so good, a bit off your food, the most important thing is hydration. James is right. Rest, hydration. Try and take maybe a drink with some vitamin C. Vitamin C is really good to help boost the immune system and help you fight the the virus away. People often feel like, I need to get to work. I've got to get to work. My boss is going to tell me off. Not a great idea because you're likely to pass it on and also it's going to be more difficult for you to fight the infection. I actually wrote something a little while ago about to exercise or not to exercise when you have like a mild virus. And what do you think? There is... Well, it depends. Isn't that always the answer, James? It's yeah, like, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> in, by pushing yourself a little bit, it can help increase your endorphins and that can help to fight the virus. However, if you're really not very well and you don't give yourself the chance to rest and recuperate, then also that's, that's, that's actually detrimental to the immune system. So if you feel like it's something that you can do, give it a go, go slow, maybe mm. take down the intensity and see how you're feeling. If you're feeling better, carry on. If you're not, then just call it quits. Uh, I think your body sort of tells you subliminally, you know, it's, it's not always obvious, but usually your body tells you whether you really up for it or not. Um, general rule of thumb, rest hydrate, um, take vitamin C, cooling liquids. People get quite stressed about the fact they've not eaten enough. Yeah, It's not really the priority when you're trying to get well. You want to try and keep your sugar levels up. So having something like a Lucozade, a Gatorade is not a bad idea. It helps keep your electrolytes and your sugar levels in, in check. Or eat something like some dry bread, dry cracker, something that you can tolerate. But the most important thing is hydration. Wow, okay. Food will come when you're ready. Yeah. So we, we've also got allergies kicking in again. We've, we've got some ear stuff happening again. It's, it's, it's a real hodgepodge of potential things going on right now, Jenna, on top of everything else that's going on. Well, that's true. And again, it's, it, we're talking about seasonal illnesses, aren't yeah. we? The other thing that there seems to be an awful lot of, and I alluded to earlier, was vomiting and diarrhea bugs. Yeah. There seems to be tons. Yeah. A lot of children uh, are suddenly back on campus and so you know how these things spread as often it's actually through fecal matter so I mean, it's really grotesque so the main thing you can do to try and avoid vomiting and diarrhea bugs is to make sure you wash your hands thoroughly mm. uh, so make sure you wash your hands really well using the a-lift te- technique tell us, so that's tell front us. and back right. do, do you want me to do the song yeah yeah so it's front and back back and clap and clap and clap underneath the nails, underneath the nails. I said underneath those nails, underneath those nails, round the thumb, round the thumb. Wrist wash, wrist wash. And now you've washed those hands. Yes, James, now you've washed those hands. Okay, how, how so that's quite a simple way how, of remembering how to thoroughly scrub your hands. How long should, I mean, this, this one drives me nuts, Jenna. Because everywhere you go, there's hand sanitizer. There, everywhere you go, there's places to wash your hands. 
we shouldn't be having fecal matter and other matters that are giving us, you know, vomit and fecal matter that are giving us these things because we should all be washing our hands. Clearly, this is an indication we're not. Uh, how long should we wash our hands for, though? And what do you think? Soap and water versus the, the sanitizing things. Or sanitizing. If you have sanitizing. anything on your hands, yeah. so if there's any, like, whether you've got soil, you've been outside, whatever, if there's any particles on your hand, you should always use soap and water. Soap and water generally is, is sort of your first line. If it's just, like, quick, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to, pick something up, I'm going to shake someone's hand or I've just shaken someone's hand, I want to sanitize. You just do it as like a very quick way of of, of totally sanitizing your hands, but it doesn't get rid of any particles. Uh-huh. It just sanitizes the skin that is there. So I always say, if you can, wash your hands and then if you need to sanitize later, but first and foremost, it's washing your hands. And they say you should wash them for at least 30 seconds. The reason I made that song is actually for my children. I made 30 it seconds long? So the... Um, uh, it's a little tiny bit longer, actually, but you, um, if, I do, if I do the full rendition, but the idea is to just make sure everyone is washing thoroughly. So it's like the palms of the hands, the back of the hands, in between the fingers, underneath your nails, make sure you get around your thumb and also to remember the wrist as well. I know, I always and, forget the wrist. Uh, and that's what surgeons would you. I always forget this, you know, that you've got this whole area. And when you think about it, it's on, they're on the table. It's all, they, they, they're everywhere. Like that's so, such an important area to clean that we forget. And even with really great cleaning, you're still going to pick up these bugs. It's just inevitable because you're not washing your hands every second of the day, but you are doing things with them. And without thinking about it, you might touch your lips, you might put your finger in your eye, whatever it may be. And then if you do end up having something like a vomiting vomiting and diarrhea bug, just what we said before as well, hydration is the key. And that gets harder as you get younger or you get older. So these are the people that are most at risk of dehydration. And I don't know if you know, but diarrhea is one of the biggest killers in the entire world. I didn't know that. And yeah, because in third world countries, it's dehydration that would tend to kill somebody from um, diarrhea. Honestly, look it up. If not the biggest killer in the world, it is one of the biggest killers in the world. I'd say like sort of top three biggest killers. And it's not from countries like that that we're in. It's for people that just don't have access to medical treatment. So Again, with children, you would really worry about about um, dehydration. So it'd be quite common for a baby, for instance, have vomiting diarrhea like like my little girl did last week. But you don't worry so much about the fact that they're vomiting and diarrhea. You worry about the fact that they're losing water right. and are they taking enough in to replace. So that's when you have to try small sips. Don't feel like you have to chug water. Just small sips is absolutely fine, whether you can get in. If it is a baby, monitoring, are they wetting the nappies okay? If it's a child or else, you um, just check they're still able to pass urine. Look at the mucous membranes. Do they look like they're dry? A bit like mine because I'm thirsty. But are the mucous membranes dry? Do their eyes look sunken? And you can also pinch the skin. And if they have good tear of the skin, it will just go down quite softly. If you pinch it and it just the skin just stays teased together, then the chances are they're very dehydrated. There's not enough um, fluid in there to allow it to recoil. And if that's the case, you don't don't mess about. You go straight to A and E, um, and their likelihood is they'll need to be admitted for fluids. Uh, you don't really think about that, do you, with um, vomiting no. and diarrhea? No, that they, that, they might need to have a hospital admission. That that was actually my question. How long do I suffer on at home with all this before we go and go and get some medical help? But I think you kind of answered that with these tests. You know, if, if the skin's not sticking, you're okay. Keep hydrating. It's not just that, James. 
The other thing is that vomiting and diarrhea, we usually always attribute to viruses. And I'd say majority of the time that is correct. However, if you've got really watery stools, nothing but water, it's gone on for plus three days, or definitely if you have blood in your stools, then you need to go to the the doctors and often you need prescribing a rather nasty antibiotic, but a nasty antibiotic that does the trick. Okay. So um, it could be that you have uh, an infection. The other thing to do is if you do have, sounds ridiculous, if you have got vomiting and diarrhea or even just diarrhea and you happen to have a stool sample pot at home, if you can take a stool sample within one to two hours of having produced that sample, that also helps in making the diagnosis because they can do various tests on it. Okay. Not very nice, but it's, it's what you got to do. Oh, man. I, I'm just thinking of collecting it there. Out of the bowl? You want the bowl dry? You want it? You want it yeah. In some toilets, they'll have a little, uh, in the hospital, they'll often have like a little uh, basin in there, like a little brown disposable basin that, that ah. will collect it. Other places, stool sample pots often have a little scooper. <laughs> Oh, okay. How are we talking about this, James? I, I'm you preparing it, myself me. today to talk not about me. hair loss and PRP. <laughs> what was that? You <laughs> it's up. true. It's, it's, it, I don't know how we got here, but anyway, sometimes there's a little pooper scooper that you can okay. use to get your sample. Hey, you know what? But I was just thinking, this is probably just a good thing, you know, to have a stool sample container. You go get it at the, the pharmacy. Just have one sitting in the old, you know, the, the medicine cabinet at home. Because you never know when you're going to need that. You might, hopefully, you never need it. But if you do, you know, do you have something to collect a sample? I do. Dr. Jenna told me I should have one, and I do. So this might be actually a great way to think about it. Well, some clinics have their own that they want you to have. Uh, I always have some because even if someone, say someone's at home and they've got a productive cough, the most useful thing to check whether there's an infection is to take some of that sputum with you. But you, you have to do it as quickly as possible yeah. between collecting the sample and getting an appointment for them to then check it. But you could always do what my granddad used to do, which oh. was turn up to the doctors with a jam jar of urine. I mean, that's what, <laughs> that was the George Burroughs way. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they never used it for anything, but he always took it. He went with the chest problem. He had his urine ready. So, but for the majority of us, there's nothing wrong with having a little sample pot at home. And I do think it's a really good idea because ultimately, if you're trying to determine whether you have an infection, the most reliable way of doing that is to test the bodily fluid that you're going about. And just to mention before we move on from diarrhea is if you have got vomiting or diarrhea, uh, it's always a really good idea to get some oral rehydration. Ah. Uh, that's not just through fluid. You can also get little sachets like Dyrolite or just oral rehydration solutions, what it's called. And, and just taking sips of that because that will have all the electrolytes and the sugar that you're, you're losing as well. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, it, it's not just water, but getting the electrolytes. Yeah, for sure. As, as we're thinking about all of this, so as we're going into this time of the year, what do I, what can I do to prepare myself besides following your, your hand washing routine, besides making sure that I've got a few things around the house? What, what, what's that I must do or I should do that could make this season just a little bit better for me and not necessarily grab one of these viruses or bacterial infections and things? You know, James, it's up to you. A lot of people are really locking themselves away still and, you know, each to their own, each to their own. And I understand that there's a real, a very real and quite a sinister place where that's coming from. So some people are doing that and they've decided that they don't want to mix. It's becoming more common now if somebody's ill rather than think, I'll just carry on regardless. People are tending to isolate themselves away. And 
you know, if you have even just a cough or a cold, people are saying, I'm really sorry, I can't meet. It's not fair because I don't want to give you the cough or cold. Mm-hmm. The past, that never happened. People just rocked up with with whatever. Yeah. But other than that, James, what do you think I'm going to say? What do you think? You know, we've been doing um, doc talk for a while now. What do you think I might say? Because I, I think you're going to go no back. magic pill. I think, yeah, there's no magic pill. Uh, be sensible. If you're not feeling well, hydrate, <laughs> keep eating. Don't be going and mixing with a whole bunch of people. Take the time until you're feeling better. And, uh, you know, you just exercise, be healthy. A healthy person tends to be able to ward off these things much more effectively. But, you know, in the case of a virus, there's no, there's no silver bullet. So, yeah, what can you do? I mean, I'm, my position here is now obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you know, like... We're talking about common everyday illnesses. I think that the biggest thing to, to, to do is to accept that these things happen and not get stressed. Yeah. It happens every year. It doesn't matter what we do. We're going to get coughs and colds. And maybe we were excused for 12 to 24 months from them. But what, what cost? A huge cost. A huge cost to our, our mental health. So actually, in many ways, our physical health. They believe that locking away has now caused a huge crisis in the UK because the elderly have got muscle weakness. Their lungs weren't utilized properly because they weren't exercising properly. They weren't getting out and about. So yes, locking away is an idea, but it's not. It, it doesn't. It's not a cure all. There are there are knock on effects to that. So ultimately, acceptance. Try and look after yourself, exercise, stay relatively healthy, try and eat good foods. You can always take, we talked last time about taking a multivitamin and a cod liver oil. Again, great ideas. Multivitamins contain vitamin C. And other than that, it's just if you're not feeling well, hydrate, rest, and yeah, try and avoid people, especially those that are vulnerable, just in case it's COVID. And also because you just don't want to pass your cold on. Yeah, there we go. Wash your hands. There we go. Wash your hands. Can you do the song one more time? I thought you were laughing at me when I was doing my song and thinking, was, what the hell is this girl on? I was doing the song with you. Can we get the Wash Your Hands song one more time? Can you do it? No, you I, remember? Can't, I can't remember. That's the thing. That's what right. I'm asking. <laughs> right. So first of all, this is the A-lift te- technique. This is what we use in theatre. Uh, only surgeons do it for a lot longer and they'll do it multiple times. So it's front and back, back and clap and clap and clap underneath the nails underneath the nails i said underneath those nails <laughs> underneath those nails round the thumb round the thumb wrist wash wrist wash and now you've washed those hands yes james you've washed those hands i wish i had my nails done before we were going to do this thing i wasn't uh, i was not prepared jenna that was awesome <laughs> hey that, that's a doc talk to go down on the records we've great advice and not only that, we've we've educated everyone on how to wash their hands. And I, I look forward to doing this again really soon because we need to talk about hair loss. That is going to be our last podcast for 2021 and 2022. Whoa, we're gonna we're gonna be off to the races. Hey, yeah, and we've got we've got a few people lined up. We've got. Uh... A gentleman who's a UFC fighter and we've got a cardiologist both waiting in the wings to speak to us as well. So that's all going to be 2022. 2022. All right. Excellent. Jenna, thank you very much. This has been Doc Talk and we'll talk to you again really, really soon. My name is James Pikeaway. So long for now.